My Wonderful Friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Grita. South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM and I'm very happy to be with you again today. Thank you for tuning in. And it's very nice to have with us uh, coming back again Mark Wilson, Pastor Mark Wilson. Good to have you back. I feel honored. Oh, well, second look, day in a row. Oh, you have uh, because we have a topic to to really look into and maybe to even follow up a little bit for, uh, you know, what you were talking about just the other yes, night. Yes. Now, uh, Mark, it's uh, a pastor here in South Australia uh, serving at uh, uh, Prospect International uh, Church. And, you know, why is called Prospect International, Mark? Because it's a little foretaste of heaven, Nick. It's uh, people of every nation and culture under heaven is all at Prospect. All right. They're about 100 strong, and um, we have a spread of uh, nationalities. So they've called themselves the Prospect International. Oh, that's great. And, Mark, also you are leading into into the Department of Evangelism here in uh, South Australia for the Conference of Seventh-day Adventist uh, Church. And we really enjoy to have you back with us here on Faith FM today. Uh, We have a great topic to We're deal a with. Great topic. Oh, yes, I'm, uh, I'm looking look, forward to getting into it. Talking about uh, how will the world end, you know, when you mention this, I believe a lot of um, uh, tension. Uh, people, when they hear the end of the world, you know, it's a bit of anxiety going on, is it? Yes. Uh, well, a lot of people were asking the question if, you know, coronavirus was going to bring in the end of the world, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were writing in and various places and uh, concerned about, well, you know, is this a sign of the end? And People are going to be more spiritually open to study the Bible about the end times and so on. Certainly this pandemic has, has raised some awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as we mentioned last night, I mean, coronavirus would simply be a sign of the end, as Jesus spoke of pestilences and so forth, the various things that would become more frequent and more intense the closer we come towards the biblical end of this world as we know it. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we are going to talk about a few things, how people, um, you know, thought of the end of the world, you know, I mean, not, oh, yes. not to just think even, uh, I know when I was younger, you know, uh, back in the 2000, you know, and it was uh, lots of anticipation, you know, towards the 2000 and, yeah. you know, uh, um, oh, Y2K. Uh, the year 2000 and Y2K, I remember that. Yes. People thought that would bring on the end. Yes. And many, many other 2012, dates. the Mayan calendar, that That's was supposed abs- to bring, bring the end. Absolutely right. And certain, there are many more. You yeah, know, people certain, are just talking yeah. about, um, you know, the end of uh, the days. The end, yes. You know, which means people believe that there will be an, you know, a time of, of end. Yeah, well, even Hollywood believes it. They have a lot of movies coming out on apocalyptic themes, don't they, in the, the end of the world and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, we'd love to hear from you um, listening out there and be part of this program. Uh, you may come up with a question or just a, a statement, whatever you want to say, um, and to share with us today. The number where you can send the message is zero four double eight. Double eight zero eight 
double one. You can write a message on this one and um, share with us. And I would like to acknowledge actually um, uh, Mick. Uh, he was sending us a message, uh, Mark, and he said the time of the end is not the end of time. How you look at that? Well, correct. Um, biblically, the Bible speaks of both the time of the end and the end of time. Um, and the, the, uh, probably the, a very important chapter to dif- differentiate between the two is Daniel chapter 8 that mm-hmm. mentions this phrase, the time of the end before the end, you know, or the end of time. And the time of the end simply is the era of time before the end of time. Um, we'll find out today what brings about the end of time um, or the end of the, the world as we current know it, currently know it. But there is an era or the, of the last days, you, you might want to call it like that, mm-hmm. people living in the last days or the time of the end. Um, so, yes, this, that is very true. We don't want to confuse um, the time of the end. And the Bible speaks of certain things that would indicate that we're in the time of the end. Um, that precede the end of time. Oh, great. And thanks, Mick, for, um, for that statement. And, uh, if you have any other questions, then just don't hesitate. Just, uh, send us a, a message. And anyone else there, I mean, you may be driving right now and it's hard to, to text while you are driving, but you may just pull over and send us a text. Or maybe if somebody's in the car with you, just let them send us a, a text. Again the, again, the number is zero four double eight Mark, we heard a lot about the doomsday. Yes, I tell you what, Nick, um, it's not just Christians talking about the end of the world. Um, um, so I read an article that's a couple of years ago from the USA Today, and it said there's a dozen ways life on Earth could end. Mm-hmm. And it came up with ideas like a, the eruption of a super volcano. And I think underneath Yellowstone, there's this massive volcanic um, base underneath this massive area there, which they think might all unite together. And of course, that could bring in you know the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, a popular one is an asteroid or a, or a massive comet collision with the Earth, you know, which is possible. Mm-hmm. They're out there. Yes. Um, another one that is getting a lot more attention, it seemed to ease off a bit, but it's coming back into vogue, is nuclear annihilation. Mm-hmm. And uh, nuclear proliferation has continued on, uh, especially in the last couple of years, uh, at a very uh, alarming rate. Of course, um, you know, we've all heard of, you know, uh, Climate change, uh, yes. the doomsday scenarios of climate change that, you know, we've got to act and do certain things to stop uh, the end of the world coming from a, uh, a climate change apocalypse of some sort. Mm-hmm. We've got overpopulation, and that's a big thing um, that a lot of uh, very smart people are trying to think about. You know, how do we feed a world that's quickly growing in population? All right, and, the and there is lots of talk of, on this one, Mark. Uh, even how to control the the population. Yes. No, there is a little. Uh, yes. Sometimes uh, lots of conspiracy theories, and but you're right. Actually, the the population on uh, on this uh, well, earth you know, right now uh, never been you know over over seven billion uh, people on this planet Earth, and when we are and the science proving that that we are running out of some of the Resources. Well, with that, with population, there's there's water security, you know, and food security. How do you feed a population? I mean, it's not going to take too many years, and it won't be seven billion on the planet. It'll be fifteen, double. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Another end time scenario was, um, you know, biological weapons, a robot, some sort of robot apocalypse or global pandemics. Yes. Um, and I tell you what, preparing for doomsday today, Nick, is big business. Um, we've all heard of doomsday preppers. I think National Geographic had a series on called doomsday preppers. Um, but what interested me is I um, noticed uh, a bit of news uh, recently how the world's billionaires are preparing for the apocalypse. This is one headline. I'm quoting mm-hmm. the headline. How the world's billionaires prepare for the apocalypse. The super rich building doomsday bunkers. They're using old silos that were, had nuclear weapons or something and they're making lavish, you know, multi-million dollar uh, bunkers. And I tell you one person who's got quite a few of them, and that's um, Bill Gates. Right. Um, several of them, you know, 20 million plus. Um, here's one uh, line I got from Forbes magazine, one headline. The end of the world business is booming. Coronavirus is just the spark, says one doomsday prep supplier. What's really driving sales is the fear of what is to come. Right. And this is just recently, in the last yes. couple of years, this, this, this doomsday prepping and bunkers, you know, with the, with the rich who can afford these sort of things, they're, they're, you know, they're just selling out. They're selling these things left, right. It's big business. I, I was just going to say that we probably should look into that sort of business, you know, because there will be <laughs> lots of people interested in in the, having those bunkers, you know, to avoid. Yeah. To avoid the, the end of the uh, world. But how can you avoid uh, the end of the world? Uh, well... You know, have you heard of the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists? You know, they 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 had set a um, group of scientists and so forth. They have the Doomsday Clock, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, they have it set last year, hundred seconds to midnight, which is the closest to Doomsday they've ever set the clock. Right, because of the conditions that they see yes. um, in the world and so on. Now, whether you're doomsday people are doomsday prepping or, or all these scenarios of uh, of an apocalypse around the world and so forth is pretty scary stuff, isn't mm. it? Really, there's it's a lot of doom and gloom. But while the Bible speaks surely about the end of the world, it's it's not about doom and gloom, Nick. It's a message of hope. That's good news. And, um, the, in fact, the Bible speaks of uh, the event that brings the end of the world as we know it, which is the return of Jesus, the great glorious return of Jesus, and it calls that the blessed hope. Which means uh, that there is hope for the future. Wonderful hope for the future. And I, um, this wonderful text of Jesus that you know, was, uh, we know so well in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. We live in a troubled world. Mm-hmm. People do have some fear about what's coming and what with the future hold and uncertainty and so on. But Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then he promises that there's a wonderful future to come. In my Father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, Jesus said. And then he promises, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. What a mm. wonderful promise mm. from Jesus. He promises he's, he will come back. We don't have to be troubled. We may live in a troubled world, but we can have a peace uh, in this troubled world because Jesus has promised he will come again and he'll take us uh, to the place that he has prepared for us. You know, the second coming, this theme of the return of Jesus, it's mentioned 
1,500 times in the Bible. You know, the event at the end of the world, the second coming of Jesus. In the New Testament alone, one in 25 verses of the New Testament speak of the promise of Christ's return. All right. Seems to indicate that God wants to give us, have us live with hope, especially for people who are going to live in the time of the end or mm-hmm. in the last days before when Jesus will come. He wants us to have hope. It's a promise, you know. He wants us to know that we're special. He hasn't forgotten us. He has a plan. And we can trust him as he leads us through uh, troublous times. And you are saying that um, even though we are uh, witnessing uh, right now through whatever go, goes on, I mean, because you cannot open the TV right now and not to see that uh, on the bottom breaking news, breaking news all Correct. the time. Yes. Now, it's a lot of um, uh, distress, I believe, uh, just just by watching what's going on in the world. But you're saying here that uh, God is assuring us and it's asking us for just hold on. Yes. Because I'm coming soon. I mean, hope, it's something wonderful. Uh, a lot of people today, Mark, as we speak, they don't have hope. No, they, the world is a bleak place. Mm. You know, the future of our children, and what the kind of world are they going to grow up in? And um, there are a lot of places that, um, you know, children don't get a fair go at all. And um, maybe f- the first time uh, I heard this uh, mark in the in the last period of time, as you just said, that the next generation they don't have a future. Um, what they are going to do when we look around? Uh, we even I heard about many times uh, when our generation will go. Let's say or you know the um, say hey we we still have a bit of understanding of how things needs to be done. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that the younger generation they don't have an idea or what to do things, but there is not hope. Many people I heard about they do not not even bother to study much because they yeah. cannot get a job. They can. Uh, they don't really uh, trust that there will be something uh, beautiful to come. And maybe it's not as the events are uh, unfolding, unless we are turning our attention to something else i mean to the bible and the promise of the bible yeah, yeah. you know nick um you know even even now in our human pursuits um we will go through hell and high water and suffer a lot if we know and are assured of the reward at the end of the road you know mm. it could be just going to university and studying and you know when i went to uh um, Avondale College to prepare for ministry for four years. You mm. know, in the second year or in the first year, I ran out of money. I was living on wheat bix and gravy. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> surviving. Now, nothing like other people, but um, you know, we can go through hardship if we know because we'll press forward through the, all the obstacles and difficulties because we know the reward at the end of the road. We have the we have the assured um, goal that we're going to reach. And I guess God has the same. He wants to hold out to us a wonderful message of hope, especially as this world becomes more troubled. And it will become more troubled before the Lord comes. But so he holds out this wonderful promise of hope that he repeats so many times in the Bible about Mm. his coming. Now, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of confusion about the second coming as well of Christ um, in the realm of Christianity and so on. Then all sorts of various teachings have been taught about the return of Jesus, and I just, I just think maybe we should spend a little bit of time just looking at some brief, you know, bullet points. Sure. 
of of um, the return of Christ and what's going to happen. Yeah, be- because many people will ask, uh, Mark, can we be certain that Jesus will come again? Well, yes, it's to me the testimony of the Bible. Uh, Bible prophecy shows, or to me, is powerful, overwhelming evidence that you can trust the Bible. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the promise Christ saying I will come again is a prophecy. It's a prediction he made. He will come again. Mm. And um, if the prophecies that have been fulfilled in the Bible have been dramatically fulfilled, then why can't we trust this prophecy as well? You know, look, Bible prophecy is a wonderful subject for people because that, f- that provides the foundation of faith. And that's what we are uh, talking about, you know, the fulfillment of prophecy and some of the things which are not very popular, you know, in Christendom uh, today because people don't want to look at this. uh, But uh, but, as we said yesterday, um, when we were doing the the program yesterday on the signs of the times, you know, what was what's leading up to the second coming. You open the the book of Matthew, chapter 24, Mm -hmm. our Lord's great sermon about his coming, where he outlines a number of signs. It's like reading your morning newspaper or just what, you know, news reports are basically a commentary on what Jesus said 2,000 years ago. Now, to me, Matthew 24 is a powerful, powerful um, boost to my faith that the Bible knows what it's talking about. And you don't even have to be a believer to accept it mm-hmm. because we're living in a world of earthquakes and pestilences and disasters and, um, you know, and, and violence and corruption, all these sort of things that Jesus said, wars and rumors of wars, all these things increasing in ferocity and in intensity, mm-hmm. exactly as Jesus said they would. So we don't even have to be a believer to accept that because a fact is a fact. Yes. You know, it's just the, the world we live in. Um, now, if, if, if he's right about that, well, what about his second coming? Notice what he says um, about his coming. First of all, I could say that, um, according to the Bible, Christ's coming is personal. Mm. He promised that it would be he himself um, that would come back. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 10 and 11, we read these words. The disciples were gathered on the Mount of Olives. Jesus was about to ascend to heaven. And uh, the Bible says here, while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up. So Jesus defied the laws of gravity amongst them, and it began to ascend. Yes. Um, Behold, two men stood by them. These were two angels in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing up into heaven? So can you imagine? He was there. You know, he had, he had resurrected. He had peered the disciples uh, with them for some time. And then on the Mount of Olives, he defied gravity, and he began to ascend. And they were watching. Yes. Um, and then it says in verse 11, This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way as you've seen him go into heaven. Now, that's very important. Jesus, um, or these the angels, messengers, said to the disciples, Jesus is going to come back the second time in exactly the same way as you saw him go. Now, number one, that one, one thing it tells me, when Jesus comes back, people are going to see him. They saw him ascend. Yes. And he disappeared into a cloud, and they'll see him come back. You know, there are groups in our Christian world out there that teach that when Jesus comes back, he'll come back invisibly. That no one will see him. Yeah, that we talk thing. about this, this theory of the secret rapture and mm. so on. Well, here's a verse that seems to be at odds with that, because in the same way as they saw him leave, we will see him come back. And I believe so, the disciples, they were uh, very disappointed at that uh, point in time to see Jesus departing, you know, and uh, uh, but they were assured 
And yes. after that, we cannot find anywhere in the Bible that they were confused or, uh, um, you know, without hope. Actually, they yes. went all the way uh, to martyrdom uh, yes, just because all of their, one. All, all except one. Yeah. That must be a great assurance for the disciples, Jesus saying um, exactly yes. what you just uh, well, mentioned. Of course, before. the disciple John, um, who was exiled on the Isle of Patmos, he wrote the book of Revelation there, mm-hmm. of course. And in that book, um, John records this in the first chapter. And again, the book of Revelation really is a f- focus on the return of Christ, the glorious return of Christ, and the events that lead up to it. But in chapter 1 and verse 7, it says this, Behold, he is coming with clouds. Jesus is coming back with clouds. And he ascended into heaven and disappeared into a cloud. So he's in the, coming back in the same way. He's coming with clouds, and every eye will see him. Again, that's exactly what Acts 1 says. You'll see him. Um, they, were, they were there gazing up into heaven, and he'll come back in the same way as they've seen him go. Well, every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Mm-hmm. And all tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Now, here is a, a very clear statement uh, of inspiration from John in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 7, that says that every eye will see him. When Jesus comes back, every person on the earth will see him that is alive at that time. Even those uh, who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will mourn. So some will mourn, some will be filled with joy. Some will mourn, why? Well, probably not because they're not ready. Yes. So... If we're talking about the manner of how Christ is going to come back, well, he's going to come back personally. It'll be the same Jesus that comes back, and he's going to come back, and his coming will be visible to everyone. Um, not figuratively or you know, just spiritually. Mm. You know, some say that, but it doesn't say that, does it? You know, mm. Look, I'm very simple, Nick. I take the Bible as it reads, unless there's an obvious symbolic application mm-hmm. to it, which the Bible will explain itself. But here Jesus is saying there's so many verses throughout that all line up that says that Jesus' coming, his return is visible to those. And both the saved and the lost will see Christ come at that time. Notice what else that Jesus said in his great sermon in Matthew 24. This is in verse 27. Jesus said these words, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, no one can tell me that Jesus' coming is invisible and silent and secret when you've got a statement like that from the words of our Lord. Mm. It's He's coming, he says, like lightning. Now, I remember, Nick, you know, back in the day, I can remember sitting on a couch with my four sisters watching the old horror movies. And we'd be, I'd have my blanket there and I'd put the blanket up. We remember watching an old movie called The Blob or The Mummy, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And something scary had happened. Blankets would come up and whatever else. But then outside, storm is raging. And I could be, and I get a bit, bit scared in the storms um, from this sort of stuff, just like watching those old, mo- old movies. So I go under my bed and under the bedclothes, you know. <laughs> but the lightning would strike and I would see the flash of lightning even if I had the blankets over my head. Right. Yes. Because that seems to just permeate the whole lot. Now, obviously, lightning is extremely visible. And Jesus says, as the lightning shines from the east to the west, lights up the whole sky, he likens that to his coming. So, again, Christ's return is visible to everyone. Every and, eye will see And him. with power and great glory. Well, that's the next point we can mm. make, because let's, let's read on in his great sermon in, in Matthew 24, verse 30 and 31. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven... And all tribes of the earth, that's everyone, 
mm-hmm. saved or the lost, mm-hmm. every culture, every race, everyone who's alive at that time, will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now, this is not hard to understand. We don't have to twist and turn and make all kinds of interpretations. Jesus simply says, when I come back, you're going to see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. In fact, um, as we read a bit more in the Gospel of Luke, the Bible says he's going to come in his own glory as the eternal self-existent Son of God, King of kings and Lord of lords. Yes, And it also says he'll come back with his Father's glory, God the Father, all the glory of God the Father, and the glory of all the holy angels. Amen. And two angels. You remember the rolling away of the stone, the story in the Bible there? It it knocked down a whole company of Roman soldiers at the Mm -hmm. resurrection of Christ. Now, imagine, you know, the Bible says that there are billions of angels, 10,000 times 10,000, unnumbered amount of angels, Imagine them coming with all their resplendent glory, lighting up the heavens with all the glory of the Godhead, coming back in this grand climax of human history. There is nothing silent or secret about that event, let me assure you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Hey, uh, Mark, um, I believe it will be a good time to take a short break here, have a song, and we'll be back also with our offer for uh, our listeners. We have um, a wonderful DVD to give away today. Please uh, stay with us. Don't go anywhere. And make sure that you'll have that number uh, ready to write a message, a text to us on 0488-880811. But right now, I will... uh, Come with this song, Jesus is coming soon. What a hope. Soon we'll be done with the troubles of the world. Going to live with God. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. No more. No more weeping and wailing. Troublesome times are here Filling men's hearts with fear Freedom we all hold dear Now is that stake Humbling your heart to God Saves from the chastening rod Seek the way pilgrims trot Christians away. Jesus is coming soon Morning or night
say about the end of the world. Faith FM's free offer today is the final events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free final events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time Q&A and that's uh, so true that Jesus is coming soon as the song was uh, um, mentioning uh, Mark and again that DVD Mark it's a very good one to um, to have it in yes. your library yes yes and yeah, to watch yeah. it of course yeah, the final events uh, outlines in a very um, you know uh, general terms but very very graphically and so forth the final events leading up to the end of time with Christ coming again as it's portrayed in the book of Revelation. Mm, that's good. Don't miss on that one. Send us a message on uh, 0488-880811. And also send us a question or um, just a comment uh, about this program. Uh, uh, what do you think about uh, the end of the world? Uh, how will the world end and we talked about before the break mark about the doom and gloom and all sorts of things and then we realized that uh, the climax of the end of this world is the coming of our lord jesus christ Correct. and yes. many people are looking in all sorts of directions and missing out of the most important thing which was um, prophesied in the bible History proves it. Um, even science, as we talked uh, before, is that this world is going to, to come to an end. And just uh, the week before, we talked about Daniel 2, for example, and uh, yes. the whole um, prophecy, you know, how... Uh, That's a powerful prophecy. Prof- Culminating very powerful. in the return of Christ again. Yeah, beautiful. Hey, let's look a little bit more into this uh, mark uh, and uh, share with us a little bit more about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, we we, we saw before it's going to be he, he's going to return personally. It'll be the same Jesus who comes back glorified with all the angels in power and great glory and a majestic uh, display of divine majesty at the second coming to rescue his people, to save his people. Um, he'll be visible to everybody, saved and lost. Everyone's going to see him come. Um, the Bible says actually in the book of Psalms, um, in chapter 50, Psalm 50 verse 3, our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him and it shall be very tempestuous or stormy all around him. Now, Christ is coming back. The eternal self-existent son of God, 
He will not keep silent. It's not going to be a silent affair. It's going to be a noisy affair. It's going to be a, a climactic uh, event, mm-hmm. powerful and, and great glory. There's another thing about um, that happens when Jesus comes back, and that is the promise that he will raise all those people who have died in faith. Okay. And uh, it's a wonderful promise of the Bible, and um, it's, it's right here in Matthew 24, our Lord's great sermon on the second coming. In verse 31, he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect, his people who have died mm. in faith and trust in him. He'll gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other, um, and they'll be gathered. Now, that's going to happen when Jesus come back, comes back the second time. Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 15, verse 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but each one in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, and afterward those who are Christ's at his coming. So when do, God, when do God's people who love him get out of the grave? At his coming. I'll repeat it again. Jesus said, those who are Christ at his coming. So this is the great event of Christ's coming. Why is he coming? To rescue his people, to save his people. And he will raise from the dead all the saved who have died all the way back to uh, Adam and Eve, you know, all the way through history. And because he said his coming... And we just talked about that his coming is visible, visible. Uh, and uh, everyone shall see him. Yes. Then um, even the raising up from the dead, you know, Look, the saved cannot be secretly. This, this is such a climactic event. All the angels are coming. What if the Lord said, look, I'm coming back, but you, you fellas stay back up there in heaven. We all have a guardian angel, you know. The Bible says that. Mm. None of the angels want to remain behind. They want to be part of the action. And, em- and embrace each one of us, you know, like, yeah. yes. It says so. He said the, they'll gather together his elect. You know, the first person you'll see um, if we die and then we are raised when Jesus comes back, it'll be the face of our angel, our guardian angel, who mm. will gather us up to meet the Lord mm. um, in the great resurrection day. Wonderful promises of the Bible, a tremendous event. Now, notice Paul. Um, this is one probably... As ministers, we often have to do funerals, and uh, most ministers, I guess, would read this text at a funeral. It's Paul writing to the Greeks over in Thessalonica. Chapter 4, verse 16, this is what it says. The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Another wonderful promise that when Christ comes back, he's going to raise all the righteous dead. You know, Nick, um, my um, stepmother, my my dad got uh, divorced from my mum. By the way, I remarried my mum and dad years later, but that's another another story. (laughs) (laughs) But look, he, he had a second wife who passed away, and I remember when our kids were small, going to the hospital, she was in palliative care, and visiting June, my stepmother. She was going to die. Mm-hmm. She had cancer. And um, we were talking, and then she asked if the others could go out. She wanted to talk to me. And um, she was worried about whether she had been a good mum for her five sons and whether she'd done the right thing, and you know, as you, as you would when you're facing end of life. And so I just encouraged her. I said, look, and she was a lovely Catholic Christian lady. And so I um, opened the Bible, and I read from her Bible these wonderful promises of the 
assurance, you know, of Christ coming again. John 14, mm-hmm. let not your heart be troubled, June, you know. Um, and then I read of this, these statements of Paul, the dead in Christ will rise first and so forth. And as we read these promises of the return of Christ, the blessed hope of the resurrection and these people going home to be with him for life eternal, you know what she said to me? She said, um, Mark, you certainly now know how to encourage a dying woman. Okay. And I said to her, June, well, it, it's it's not really me. I'm just the messenger boy. Mm. It's God who's brought you this hope. Mm. And uh, she fell asleep in the hope of the resurrection day. And and that's what these promises are there for. We face death. We live in, in a troubled uh, world. Um, uh, you know, very few of us can find full happiness all the way through. We have trials and tribulations. But God holds out this wonderful hope in a life hereafter if we choose to live our life in relationship with him. That's wonderful. It's a wonderful um, thing. So this is going to happen, this great resurrection day when Jesus comes back and we, we rise and it says we, we'll meet him in the air. It says, then we who are alive, who are still alive when Jesus comes back, shall be caught up together with those who have been raised from the dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we always be with the Lord, therefore comfort one another with these words. Right. Wonderful, isn't it? Yes. Um, we'll all meet together in a gigantic reunion of the saved in the air when Jesus comes back with all of his angels in this great grand climax of human history. He'll take us back to um, heaven to be with him. I'll tell you something else, Nick, that's interesting about the second coming is uh, what it's going to do to this earth because there's um, some final events are going to take place. There's the great crisis at the end of time that culminates um, in the return of Christ. But this earth will be destroyed as we know it. Um, We are told in the book of Revelation about seven great plagues that are poured out upon uh, a planet or a world in sin right at the end of time, just Mm. before the Mm. return of Jesus. And then I read here in Revelation 16... um, that there were great voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a tremendous earthquake, such a mighty and a great earthquake as had not occurred since men were on the earth. Right. Now, we might have had some big earthquakes. We see nothing yet, uh, according to this verse. And it says, Every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. Mm. Mountains sinking down, islands disappearing into the sea. Um, and it talks about... You know, great hail in Revelation 16. There fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every hailstone about the weight of a talent. And that's a biblical uh, measure of weight, which is about 35 kilogram, kilograms. Imagine a hailstone about half a meter wide, solid ice coming down upon the earth as well. Yeah. These are the sorts of the events that um, precede the coming of Christ. It talks about in Isaiah how the earth is violently broken and the earth is split open. It shakes exceedingly. It reels to and fro like a drunk man and shall totter like a hut and its transgression shall be heavy upon it and it will fall and not rise again. So God is going to bring um, his divine judgment upon a world in sin at the same time saving his people. Mm-hmm. when Jesus comes back the second time. And you read in Revelation 6, it's quite a solemn um, uh, question that the Bible asks here when it talks about this event right at the end when Jesus is coming and all this is happening. Um, it says, The wicked, or the unsaved, hid themselves in the caves and the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. 
for the great day of his wrath has come, and then it asks the questions, who shall be able to stand? Right, right. And that's the question only you and I can answer, mm. and our listeners can answer. Mm. And um, will we stand with Jesus today? Because if we do stand with him now, uh, we will certainly stand for him then. He will not let us down. No, he'll be there with us. He'll take us right through to glory. Mm. And there'll be people there, according to the prophet Isaiah, who look ahead to this time. It will be said in that, that, that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him. He will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him and we'll be glad and we'll rejoice in his salvation. Great. That's really, really good. Mark, here I'm going to mention again our offer for today mm. because um, that's a very important, uh, important uh, DVD which we are giving uh, to you today, uh, Final Events. And here is the ad which we uh, prepare for you. What does the Bible say about the end of the world? Faith FM's free offer today is the Final Events of Bible Prophecy DVD. Exploring what the Bible says about the future and other topics you've heard of, like the rapture, the second coming, and many more. This DVD is available in several languages, including Mandarin, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. To get your free Final Events DVD, go to faithfm.com.au forward slash offers or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Welcome back. This is uh, Faith FM uh, Drive Time Big Q and A, and this is Nick Rita. Our co-host today is uh, Mark Wilson, and we are talking about how will the world end. And thank you for sending us uh, messages. You know, uh, I know uh, Mick, you mentioning uh, here also uh, the end of the world and the last days or. Uh, the end of the mosaic age. Uh, Christ came again in the first century. You say that in, um, and you, you mentioned Matthew 16, uh, verses 27 and 28. And uh, I believe you are looking at the um, verse where it says that there will be some people there when they will not uh, die uh, until they will see Jesus coming. Probably that's what uh, you are referring on that one. Mark, what do yeah. you think about uh, this question from Mick? Well, the answer is in the next few verses in chapter 17. Unfortunately, um, you know, chapter and verse are a late addition, but we should just read straight on, where it says, After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up to a high, high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured, and he was glorified. His face shone um, like the sun. His clothes became as white as light. You know, he was glorified there on this, this mountain of transfiguration. And Moses and Elijah appeared to him mm -hmm. at this point. Now, Moses was an example of all of those who have died who will be resurrected when Jesus comes again. Yes. And Elijah was taken to heaven without seeing death. So he's an example of all of those who will be alive when Jesus comes who will go to heaven without seeing death. And so right there we have a mini second coming. And that's what Jesus was referring to. There were some here that will not taste of death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Uh, Transfiguration, yep, yep, yep. It was like a microcosm of the second coming mm, with mm. Moses and Elijah there, and that's what it's referring to there. Not that Moses and Elijah would we'd be on the earth right 2,000 years later, you know, and or however long until Jesus will come, but it was it's answered right there in the next few verses. 
And there are uh, more into that uh, also we can look maybe to another program just to talk a little bit more about that aspect because mm. we know how in the Bible um, said that uh, there were uh, people who raised from the dead at, uh, yes. in Jesus' time. Yes, some were raised from the dead yep. uh, with Jesus' resurrection and they witnessed to those who were still you know living at that time to his resurrection. And then when Jesus went to heaven, they went to heaven with him. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, there's a bit of that. There was a partial resurrection, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, Moses is there at home in heaven, and so was Elijah, and so was a few others that were raised when Jesus was raised. Yeah. Our turn is coming at the second coming. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, again, I like to um, acknowledge, you know, all the messages coming through, and uh, those people who are writing those sometimes can be um, a bit tricky, not easy to answer, um, you know, a question uh, during the program. But we are happy to see them and do a program on that. Yes, indeed. Mm. Look, the big question for, for us, I think, Nick, uh, as we consider the second coming, is, is is Jesus, you know, wanting us to be ready? He, and in fact, he says, be you ready also, because you don't know the day or the hour. When he comes, it may come suddenly, unexpectedly, but we need to be ready now, mm-hmm. day by day, uh, choosing to be ready for when Jesus will come. And uh, that's a decision we can make each and every day of our lives. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Hey, um, yeah, time is uh, marching, but uh, Mark, uh, let's let's bring it together a little bit, if we can, uh, uh, for today. Uh, talking about how will the world end, uh, we mentioned uh, early in, in the program that uh, there are lots of people, uh, uh, you know, traumatized when they will hear about this sort of thing, you know, and there is that doom and gloom. <laughs> um, but we're learning now from the Bible that's a blessed assurance that mm. Jesus is coming again. Yes. And he will put an end to the suffering of this world. Now, that's our great hope to yes. understand and to be prepared, to be ready for uh, the second coming of Jesus Christ. Man doesn't have the answers of how to create, you know, a utopia on planet Earth. Mm. And we see that with the troubles all over the world. And, you know, they just keep on coming around because we've got sin in our human nature. Um, but God is going to remove sin and, and bring in a world in which dwells righteousness. And mm. so that's the kind of world that, that's the promise of heaven that no doubt will be discussed uh, uh, soon when that happens. And um, that event of the second coming will end this world as we know it and bring on um, the age to come when Jesus comes back the second time. And when he comes, he's coming back himself. It'll be personal. It'll be visible to everyone. Yes. It'll be with power and great glory and all the angels in all their glory. Jesus coming will raise all the righteous dead, all the saved in Christ from all ages will be resurrected. Um, all that are alive, who are alive at that point, uh, goes through the last day events and are alive when Jesus comes. Together, they'll be um, glorified, if you mm. like, and they'll mm-hmm. meet Jesus in the air and ascend back to heaven with Jesus. And I think tomorrow we're going to take part B of what happens, you know, in the in the aftermath of the second coming, the one thousand year millennium that yes. that begins with the second coming mm-hmm. and stretches forward another thousand years. So that's the subject. Uh, Tomorrow, but certainly get your Bibles out and read uh, Matthew twenty-four, our Lord's great um, uh, prophecy on His return. Paul and First Thessalonians and so on. The Bi- one in twenty-five verses on the second coming. We we cannot escape when we read the New Testament, r- learning about the second coming of Jesus, and it's a, a wonderful event. 
That's wonderful. And uh, indeed, as you just mentioned, uh, Mark, uh, yeah, tomorrow we are going to talk a little bit more about uh, what happened after the world ends. But yeah, today the, the question which we uh, wanted to, to clarify as much as we can during this program is how will the world end? And, uh, you know, if you have any ideas uh, into your mind there that, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and maybe even prepare, as we mentioned earlier, for uh, the end of the world, uh, make sure that you understand what the Bible says, because that's proven uh, to be a trustworthy source. Because all other events, you know, a history of this world has been revealed through the prophecies of the Bible, and then Jesus is telling us, now make sure that you are not going to be deceived by the second coming. And we know that, and we may talk about uh, this a little bit more in other uh, other programs, that the enemy of God, which is Satan, he will try to do anything possible to divert our attention for the greatest event of the human history, which is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus uh, mentioned four times in his great sermon on the second coming in Matthew 24 about deception, mm-hmm. that there would be just tremendous deception leading up to the second coming. But we don't have to be deceived if we open the Bible and read what it says. And I think yeah. that's, the, that's the main uh, point, Mark, here. We cannot expect, you know, ourselves to understand and to know things if we are just uh, uh, standing there uh, very, you know, how to say, quietly on the fence, uh, on the fence <laughs> you know. We need to be intentional in searching, knowing these things, digging down deep to into the scripture. Uh, this is an era and a time when everyone can actually uh, find out there were times in history when uh, the Bible, the Word of God was hidden. And even though it was hidden from the public, from people, they were still hunger. And they have understanding of the great truth of the Bible. I, I just, I'm thinking of the Dark Ages, you know, that period of time when the children of God, they were so intentional. Mm. And they knew what's going to happen and telling others. And yeah. that's our desire here also mark through this broadcasting to tell people to encourage people to come to the source of all truth and knowledge yes i mean jesus promised he said look i will never leave you or forsake you and then he said in the last the last uh, words of inspiration in the gospel of matthew lo i am with you always even to the end of the world Mm. Now, if we just put our lives humbly in his hands, he's going to guide us safely through to that day. And there's wonderful truth. So, yes, if we don't, not in the habit of reading the Bible. Look, at the end of the day, this is how I look at it. Either the Bible is right or it's wrong. Right? All right. So it's a 50-50, isn't it? Mm. If we're gambling, you Mm. know, it's a 50-50 bet. Now, I would think I would rather investigate the Bible and read it on the 50% chance that it is right. Mm. <laughs> that seems to make logical sense to me. Um, and, of course, as we study the prophecies, we'll have wonderful evidence that it is right and the wonderful hope that it brings because this world doesn't offer hope. It, it hopes, you know, it, it's a troubled world. It's, there is wars and disasters and injustice and crime and sin and everything else. 
Here we have a book that is holding out to us the wonders of a glory land, a world in which righteousness dwells, that he wants us in it. He wants to save us, um, forgive us of our wrongs and, and transform our lives and have us inherit a world that is um, just going to be beautiful again. Wonderful. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the second coming. That's that's great. And just before we closing, Mark, today, I again want to mention our offer for today. And please don't uh, hesitate to send us a message on uh, 048-880-811 and uh, request uh, this uh, DVD, beautiful DVD, Final Events. Mark, how would you like to pray uh, for us and for our listeners that we may be encouraged, have that great hope that Jesus is coming soon uh, to take us home? Yes, indeed. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the wonderful, powerful, hope-inspiring promise of the Bible. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's south are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. What a wonderful uh, invitation that is. And today I want to say, yes, I want to be ready for that day when you come again. And I trust, Lord, that those that are listening also want to say, yes, they, that we want to be ready when Jesus comes again. Help us to be ready, Lord. Lead us, uh, guide us, help us to be prepared for that day. And not only ourselves, but help us to prepare others for the day when Jesus will come in glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for joining Nick Rita and uh, Pastor Mark Wilson uh, today on Drive Time here on Faith FM. Please join us again tomorrow when we are going to ask what happens after the world ends. Until then, may God richly bless you. And as we used to say here, we're leaving you with a passage from John uh, chapter um, uh, 14, uh, verse 27, which says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace of the world. So don't be troubled or afraid.
He spoke the living luminous word And once his will was done And so the transformation that in man had been undone 